Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome. My name is Mayal Rostami, and this is One True Temple. This is a podcast all about helping you step into the beauty of your temple and uncovering your sacred inner world. Because you are the temple. The temple is you. It has always been you. You are the connection to everything, and your work here on this planet is to build that connection by building your temple. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to One True Temple. Today we're going to talk about expectation. We're going to talk about expectation and how it has an effect on abundance. And we're going to talk a lot about abundance and what abundance actually means. So one thing that I've realized is I used to have a super narrow perception of abundance. And I used to think that abundance just means fat stacks. It just means a lot of money. And it's crazy, like, when I think about it and how I used to view what abundance meant, just, you know, money, 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 that's such a limited view of what it could be. I think it was like a couple years ago, I came across this Bashar video and Daralenka, who channels Bashar, he, he was talking about the, the five paths of abundance. And so basically in the video, he said, you know, when you follow your passion, when you're doing what it is that gets you most excited, maybe you're an actor, maybe you're in marketing, maybe you're a speaker, some, maybe you're in professional sports when you're doing what it is that makes you excited or doing something that orbits that excitement, you're following your excitement. And when you're following your excitement, that is what activates abundance in your life. So you're following your excitement and you're following it until that thread of excitement is terminated. And then what happens is when you're living your authentic truth, when you are living in a state of flow, when you, when you're able to just, channel in a higher consciousness in your day-to-day life because you're doing what makes you excited. You're doing what it is that you feel like puts you in touch with a higher power. It's basically the thing that your soul most yearns for. When you're doing that thing, you are channeling in the abundance. Now, abundance can come in the form of, number one is money. So there is a form of abundance which means money. The the currency, the form of energy that we've all decided this is what we're going to use to trade. This is what we're going to use to, to exchange value. But that's not necessarily it. And I think that's like one of the things that most of us have an issue with when it comes to calling in what it is that we prefer, what it is that we're going to need. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know, and this actually happened recently. Like I said to myself, you know what? I want to raise my income. I want to raise my monthly income. And these are the things that I'm going to use the money on. And I wrote it all down and I, I made my intention very clear. And I realized that like, because I have a new definition of abundance, that income or my, the abundance that I am attracting into my life may not necessarily come in the form of money altogether. It's not going to just come in the form. It's like, boom, here it is. It's, that's, not, that's not always it. So money is the first path. The second path that's, I think the least used is trading. Like there was a period of time that we used to trade material for material 
And I mean, we still kind of do today. You can trade your time or your energy um, for maybe something in return, but that is actually another form of abundance. So the problem that most of us have is like, you know, I wrote it down, I meditated on it, I visualized it, I created emotion around it, I rewrote my beliefs, you know, I allowed it to happen, blah, 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 and it's not like, it's not here yet, I don't see the money. Well, you're actually, what you're doing is you're creating this, like, the universe doesn't know what, like, money is. (laughs) The universe doesn't know, like, what Benjamins are. So the universe is just going off of what your vibrational, like, transmission is telling it. Like, this is what you're transmitting a certain frequency. And it's sending that frequency back to you. It's, you're sending the frequency out, and that vibration is harmonizing with another vibration in the formless stuff. And in the formless ether, that is the conduit through which that vibration you send out is sent back to you. So the universe doesn't know money, but we get tripped up because we think it like we it's supposed to come this way and it didn't come this way. Well, that's okay because sometimes the path to your abundance or the path to what it is that you're creating in your life may come in the form of money. It may come in the form, like, may, let's just say like, you know, 30% of it shows up in money, right? And then another 20% of whatever that thing is that you're creating may show up in the form of a trade of some sort. So you got to be okay with that. So money is the first one. Trade is the second one. The third one is gift giving. You might just receive, you might, without even having to trade, you might just receive something that enables you to continue to follow the thread of your excitement or your passion. You might just like, it might be a, it might be something material. It might be something you can use. It might be a, I don't know, it, it could be something practical, just something that you might be able to put into use immediately so that you can continue to climb the, the ladder of your excitement. So you could say maybe money is 30% of that thing you're creating. Trading is 20. A gift that comes into your life is like 10. And the fourth one is synchronicity. You might come upon an opportunity that gets you a little bit closer a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And I found that opportunities do make up a large part of the abundance or the creation that we're manifesting that comes into our lives. Synchronicity, opportunities, sometimes just by virtue of following what it is that you enjoy doing, you might end up at a coffee shop just by virtue of following that thing. You might end up at a meeting of some sort and you might meet someone and through meeting this person, it just like you're closer to what it is you're creating, whether it's your short-term goal, long-term goal, whatever that thing is. I'll give you an example. I mean, I, I went up to Seattle almost a year ago. I went up to Seattle to speak to a group of CEOs, presidents, and I talked on leadership, and I talked on manifesting your goals. And I was, I remember like about a month, a month, a little over a month ago, I was. I was creating a clear picture in my mind of what this change step and direction of my life looks like and how I'm supported to get there and the money that it's going to require and the resources and the people and the opportunities. And I just, I was sitting in a park and I I was just so, I was in a, I wasn't even thinking about it like consciously. 
I was exercising, but it was like in my subconscious mind and I was clear. I was in, I was so present. It's, you know, these things always come when we're present. They never come when we're in the past. They never come when we're like thinking about the future. I was so present, my phone rings and I'm like, I'm not going to pick this shit up. I'm working out. I'm so glad that I picked up my phone because it was one of the CEOs who was a part of one of the four groups that I was with in Seattle back in October of last year. And he's like, hey, man, uh, this is this is so-and-so. This is Troy. Uh, Is this Mayor? I'm like, yeah, hey, I just wanted to know, you know, if you remember me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, of course I remember you. You were part of the group, uh, the chief executive group, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 that's me. Dude, uh, I'm calling because I remember you said that you do leadership and you, you're down in California. I have some offices in California. Fast forward, the guy asks me to do leadership for his teams here in California. And he has he is the president of the company up in Seattle. And his guys down here were looking for coaching and leadership training. And they went to him. They called him. They said, we don't know what to do. We've asked like nine people. What do you think? And he... And synchronicity, boom. You can't, like, you have no control over who calls your phone in 10 minutes from now. You have no idea what's going to come in in the form of email. The one thing that fucks us all up is we're very, very impatient about these things unfolding. Very impatient. And I'm trying to get better at this shit because the patience is the key to all this. Knowing that it's going to manifest, it's going to manifest, it's going to happen, it will happen. So, I realized that the synchronicity is a big deal. The last one of the five, remember, money is the first one, trade is the second one, gift giving is the third one, synchronicity is the fourth one. The fifth one is imagination. Your abundance will come in some part in the form of imagination or some sort of epiphany or some flash of genius that that just strikes you and it compels you to take more action. I was just, I was like literally making a fucking sandwich like 20 minutes ago. And the idea of doing another podcast, I already even, I did one this morning for today. Today's the, today's Saturday. And I'm like, it's so funny how our beliefs fuck with us, our ego fucks with us. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you already did a podcast today. What do you, you don't do two in one day. And I'm like, bitch, there's no fucking rule. I could do two podcasts in one day and I'll just release this one tomorrow or something. And if I choose to do three, I'll release the next one the following day. And I was making this fucking sandwich and it just came to me. I was like, I love what I learned about abundance and I love what I've gathered about expectation, about my new understanding. I'm going to share that. And boom, just the download happens and it's in the form of imagination. So the thing you have to, one thing that we all have to fucking be okay with is that when things are forming, you're never just going to get 100% that thing immediately. The, one, the things that are going to come and bring you closer to whatever it is that you're creating in your life will come in the form of one of five ways. The money will show up. The trade, you might trade something that'll show up. Your time, you might be giving your time for something back. The gift might appear. Synchronicity will occur. And then the flash of genius or the imagination will work for you you have to be able to understand it's like a fuck it's like a soup you have your mate when you're manifesting when you're creating it's like a soup and then the one of the biggest things you have to realize is like you got to let it go i let that shit go when i was at the park 
when I was working out, I wasn't like thinking about the fuck, how it was going to come. And I wasn't thinking about this guy, Troy and like his company in Seattle. It was nowhere in my mind. I just made a declaration to the universe that this is what my fantastic future looks like. And I'm just going to drop it. That's the key. You got to fuck. You got to literally drop it. You have to like think about it. You have to visualize it. And then you have to let it go and just live in your present truth all the time, all the time. And you're like, shit, that's hard. Living in my truth all the time. But when I, when I'm around my dad, I know when I'm around my mom, I know when I'm around, you know, Billy, I know like it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be in your truth, but that's why you're here. It's not going to, you're not going to live in your truth. Eventually you will live in your truth. Eventually you will be around the people that you felt like it was hard to be in your truth and be your authentic self and be who you are. Eventually you're going to be around them and you're just going to be your authentic self. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. It may not happen next month, but it's going to happen because you're on the soul journey. Your soul is emerging. Your ego is dissolving. And eventually, eventually your true highest self is behind the wheel at all times. And that is the journey you're on. I've never entered a temple and a guy I talked to was like not himself. <laughs> That's just never happened. I've never been in a temple and the guy was like kind of sketchy. They're just like themselves and that's you. You are the temple. This is one true temple. So you're emerging and you're letting go of the ego. You're letting go of that which no longer serves. In, in the same way, I've never been to a temple and they had a bar downstairs. <laughs> a temple is removed of everything that isn't the temple. So that's exactly the process you're, growing, you're going through. So that's abundance in a nutshell. The five paths of abundance. The next thing I want to talk about is expectation. Now, it's crazy. I used to say a lot. I don't really say it too much anymore, but I believe it's still to a point. I used to say that expectation is the mother of all discontent. Meaning, when you create expectations, that's the fastest way to get your feelings hurt. And that's only true when it comes to people. When it comes to people. Expectation is a necessary ingredient when it comes to creating the life that you desire. Becoming the person that you want to be. Attracting that which serves you and your passion to the highest degree. Expectation is a 100% necessary ingredient. You have to expect good things to come in your life. You must live in a state of expectation because like we said, you are the temple. You were made in the likeness and image of God. You came here on purpose for a purpose. You're perfect. You're whole. You're complete. The oneness has already been inside of you this entire time. You came here because, like Bashar says, ecstasy is your birthright. You came here to enjoy this human experience. You will learn contrast. There will be good days and there will be, will be gooder days. But while you're experiencing the good days, take it in all of it. Take in all of it. Everything that makes the gooder days even more gooder. <laughs> so, Expectation is necessary because you are worthy. You are worthy. Expectation doesn't mean you're entitled. When it comes to expectation and people, this is where we fuck up. Because when we create expectations around specific people in our lives, 
that is one of the fastest ways to get your feelings hurt. We can't project our expectations on people and expect that they're going to meet them 100% of the time. That's typically how you know, heartache occurs after breakups. It's just all expectation that wasn't met. That's all it is. So you, in a way, like you have to be able to live when it comes to people. You got to be able to live in a way that you see everyone at eye level and no one is on a pedestal. In fact, if you're internalizing one of the steps we talked about in the previous episodes, which is becoming the star of your own movie, you are the star. You're on the stage. That, that doesn't mean that people are below you morally, ethically, or anything like that. That just means this is your movie. No one is above you. You're not a cameo in somebody else's. If through the course of your life you felt like you have been a cameo, and I have, dude, I'm like a, I'm a fucking recovering codependent. I'm an empathic recovering codependent. And that is a hard place to come out of. Because I was always a cameo in someone else's movie. No one picked me. I picked people to be their, you know, their fucking hutch to their Starsky, right? And now I'm finally like, you know what? I don't want to be on the back burner. Fuck the back burner. I ain't no back burner ass bitch. I'm on the fucking front burner. I am the star. And you know, one of the best things to use to remedy yourself when it comes to being the star of your own movie, you got to realize that like every single person that you aspire to be like I love Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan wasn't the star of his own movie, his first movie. He was the cameo in someone else's for a long time. And then he became the star of his own movie. If you've ever been dumped, if you've ever been abandoned, if you've ever been ghosted by somebody in a relationship, and I have, I realize that, you know what really changes this perspective? When I think about it like this, I was a cameo in a bunch of people's movies, specifically this last person, but hey, guess what? I just got my big break. Bitch, I'm the fucking star of my movie now. I'm the star, and that is a good feeling. I just got promoted. So sometimes you can, you can change the perspective and change the way you look at it to empower yourself. But going back to expectation, we can't create expectations around people. That's like, that is a fast way to get your pee-pee smacked and for it to hurt. The best thing we can do is you have to expect goodness to come into your life. I created a plan. I created a vision. I created the beliefs. I created the emotion around the beliefs. I created all this stuff. And I felt it so strongly I can sit and meditate. And now I could just do it with my eyes open. I could feel what it feels like to be the man on the other side of all this. I could feel the present moment in the way I prefer. Because I'm a creator. I'm creating. You're creating all this. This is all your creation. Everything to this podcast, you created it. You're listening to this because at some point in your life, you were like, I'm feeling these things and you attracted this podcast into your life in the same way that everything else has come to you because of what's going on inside. Remember, the second pylon of understanding of attunement is everything on the outside is a reflection of everything on the inside. So expectation, you must expect good things. You must expect a a richer, fuller life. You must expect it. It's okay to expect goodness because you're worthy of goodness. It's okay to expect plenty because we're living in a sea of plenty. There's just unlimited everything everywhere at all times. 
And we're like, nah, you know, I just, I just want a piece. Give me just a little piece of that. No, you can have as much as you want. And then when you're done, you can have more. It's okay to expect more. It's okay to expect good things to come in. Why, 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 why? Because you're giving back to the universe. You're giving back that goodness. All the abundance that comes in is meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be circulated. It's meant to be shared. All the abundance that you're bringing in, it's meant to be shared. And you know, this, this expectation thing, this expectation thing is very powerful. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly how this is working at a subconscious level. Now, when it comes to, you know, I just read this it, fucking amazing. I read in, um, it, it was Bob Proctor's book, one of his older books called You Were Born Rich. The, the way his book starts is so, so, so powerful. And this really inspired me to talk about this. So I think I'm going to read it. So basically, I'm trying to pull it up, but the, the way that he opens it up is he's like, in there's this day and time in like 1923. And this one day in 1923, basically the richest people in the world met up. They were the richest people in the world. In 1923 at the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Chicago, eight of the world's wealthiest financiers met. These eight men controlled more money than the United States government at the time. They included the president of the largest independent steel company, the president of the largest gas company, the greatest wheat speculator, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, a member of the president's cabinet, the greatest bear on Wall Street, the head of the world's greatest monopoly, and the president of the Bank of International Settlement. And he basically says, you know what? These, these men all came together, and you would think, you would think they knew something about living a prosperity life, living a life of prosperity. You would think that. And then he goes on to say, well, let's see where these men wound up 25 years later. The president of the largest independent steel company, Charles Schwab, lived on borrowed money for five years before he died bankrupt. The president of North America's largest gas company, Howard Hobson, went insane. The greatest wheat speculator, Arthur Cutton, died abroad, insolvent. The president of the New York Stock Exchange, Richard Whitney, was sent to Sing Sing Penitentiary. Um, the member of the president's cabinet, Albert Fall, was pardoned from prison so he could die at home. The greatest bear on Wall Street, Jesse Livermore, died a suicide. The head of the greatest monopoly, Ivor Kruger, killed himself. The president of the Bank of International Settlement, Leon Frazier, also died a suicide. And then he goes on to say, each of these men learned well the art of earning money, but it would seem that not one of them had ever learned how to live the rich life, which was their birthright. Big difference. Big difference between being rich or having money and living a life of prosperity, a prosperity consciousness. Now, I bring that up because there are just some, some people in the world that actually are born into a certain, everyone's born into a certain type of consciousness, but there are people in the world that are born into a prosperity consciousness. There are wealthy families that have children, and just by virtue of how they live, in the same way, it's like how you grow up and how your parents viewed the way that you eat and how much you eat, that all like, that was all imparted 
to you. Like that was passed on just by, by osmosis, by living around them, their habits, their habits of, of, you know, eating more, eating less, whatever have their attitudes on exercise, happiness, anger, all that stuff came to you. But basically there are people in the world where they're born into a prosperity consciousness family. And by being, not being born into a rich family, big difference. It's a, there's a different thing that comes to being born into a family that has money and being born into a family with a prosperity consciousness. I didn't, I wasn't born into a family with a prosperity consciousness. That's, and that's why it's a part of my work here on earth to develop my prosperity consciousness. I was born into a family that was much more happy and romantic and loving. And I remember memories of that between zero and like five. And that's a large part of why I have such an empathic heart. But I wasn't born into a prosperity family when it came to money and currency. So, but because some people are born into that, they expect money to always come to them in their lives. And it does. And it does. It, the money thing is no different from the health thing, the happiness thing, the love thing. And it does. So their work is something else right? So a large part of this is learning how to expect it, learning how to expect, you know, there are families that it's just like the way that they, they are with health, eating. I'll give you an example, and I'm going to do this at the risk of sounding pompous. Now, when it comes to fitness, I, at a deep subconscious level, I expect to be in great shape and to look great. I know that I do. I never worry about how I look. I never worry about how I, my body is healthy. I'm never worrying about my health. There, I'm, I'm never walking around and I have like a conscious like thought of like, am I going to have a heart attack in like, you know, five years? I never think that. I never, I, there's a subconscious belief somewhere that's very rooted that is just always telling me without telling me consciously, you're healthy, your body is working like a machine, it's well oiled, you exercise, you give it exactly what it needs, it's gonna produce what it needs, your skin looks great, your eyes are vibrant, and this is going on at a subconscious level. So I don't think about it, I don't have to worry about it. I was just kind of born into that, that consciousness of love, and I'm loving myself on a physical level like that. Now, do I walk around and do I sometimes slip into the worry of money? I do. I do because it's conscious, but the people that are born into a pro, like a prosperity consciousness, they don't go like there isn't this worry about am I going to make rent, like that, that doesn't come to their conscious mind. They're always they know they're going to have it because the subconscious level they expect it to always be there, and it is, and it is, and that is the level that we have to reach when it comes to expectation on what we're manifesting, on consciousness. So coming to a place of expecting goodness in the area of health, wealth, love, happiness. There's just some people, I don't know why, same kind of thread of love. But they have like this, this like love attraction consciousness. They don't, have, they don't think about if they're going to date anyone, who they're going to date, what they look like. There's just some people that attract like healthy people, good looking people because there's this subconscious magnet that's going on that always knows it's always going to be there. So the trick is to create your expectation magnet within you. Everyone has that expectation magnet. 
and learning how to really charge it up. That's the work when it comes to expectation. So we can, again, we can't project our expectation on a people, but we can project our expectations onto the formless substance, onto the universe. But remember the the universe is not interested in doing transactions where you do this and then the universe gives you that and then you get to just have it. The universe ain't interested in that shit. The universe is interested in delivering you exactly what you need to add more value to it. To add more value to it. I now know, this just came to me, but I now know why my, I used to, oh my God, I used to fucking smoke cigarettes like a goddamn chimney when I was in the military. I shouldn't have this voice that I have, but I do because the universe is like, you know what? You're going to use this to reach people and I need you to be healthy to reach people. So continue doing what you're doing and that thing is going to be taken care of. I, dude, it's crazy how that works because the universe knows I'm using this to give back. I'm using this to add energy back into this grand, grand thing we call existence and it's working. If I was somehow doing it for myself, I probably probably wouldn't receive it. So again, the expectation magnet works when we know, when we make a decision, we have to make a declaration within ourselves. Whether you write it, whether you meditate on it, your declaration must sound like, I'm doing this, you have to be thinking about it, I'm doing this to give back, to add joy, to add empowerment, to add fulfillment, to add wisdom, to add to others, to add, it's all about others. It's all about keeping the circuit going, keeping it flowing, keeping it flowing. Universe ain't interested in what you can do to take away and go enjoy for the weekend. The universe is like, I ain't got time for that shit. Show me exactly how you're going to add to this, to this big thing. Otherwise, just go get a transactional job. You do this, you get that. You do this. And a lot of people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they're not interested in making any deals with the universe. And the universe is like, okay, I'll be here when you're ready. But this life of the spiritual path, this abundance mindset, this prosperity consciousness, the unfolding soul that you possess is basically acknowledging the fact that, hey, I am, it is okay to ask for plenty. It is okay to expect good things, to expect positive experiences. It is okay. Even when you're walking around town, and you're feeling blue or you, you have a, you're getting pulled into the past, just try to remind yourself, it's okay to be present right now. It's okay to remind myself that I'm living a good life. It's okay to ask for more, for plenty, for better. It's okay to do that. It's okay to expect that. So, once again, One True Temple, episode number nine, number nine in the books. Thank you so much for listening. If this was powerful, if this was magnetic, if this was valuable, please share it. Please share it on your social media. Share it, link me, tag me. Send this to a friend. Follow me on Instagram at mayar.m.rostami. One true temple, baby. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to adding some more value in the next episode.